Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining in tonight. This is the Bring Back Our Kings podcast. Tonight, I'll be discussing and playing the interview that Kanye West did on the Joe Rogan experience on October 24th, a couple of days ago. I think it's very imperative that we start uh, airing out our brothers and sisters, the good, the good. Uh, we we all know that the media continuously portrays uh, those who are really sincere about the betterment of our people um, as a whole, they portray them as the bad guys. Um, and we need to become stronger within our own selves and with, uh, of course, among our communities. We have to learn to look beyond just what the media portrays. Um, it is no secret that anytime anyone does think does something for the betterment of our communities, for the betterment of our people, period, that the media will portray them as mentally challenged, something is wrong with them, or that they're just a bad guy. Uh, most recently, besides Kanye West, um, we've seen this happen with our brother uh, Ice Cube, and we've also seen it with Nick Cannon. And the vast majority of our brothers and sisters want to cancel our brothers and sisters out. And we have to start doing more research than CNN. We have to start looking beyond what the media portrays out there. Um, again, and I'll repeat it again, anytime one of our brothers and sisters are using their platforms for the betterment of our people, the media will take that and run with it, edit it, cut it, chop it up, and do whatever is necessary to further divide us. So we have to be a people to look beyond that again, and we have to start supporting one another um, like no other. Otherwise, we're going to continue to be in these situations that we are all are on. So I thought it was very imperative to share this great interview with our brother Kanye West tonight. Um, last week, if you didn't tune in to the pod, uh, it was all the brothers and myself, of course, we discussed uh, uh, why should you vote for Trump? Why should you vote for Biden? Why should you vote for Kanye West or any type of third party or why shouldn't you vote at all? And we all shared our opinions and backed that up with facts. Um, I think it's very important to separate your emotions versus the the politicians or the person as an individual because this is our country. Uh, we're not fighting for only us, but we're fighting for our children's future and their children's future. So I think it's imperative that we must start to be more open-minded. We have to stop being judged. Um, we have to stop being judgmental, excuse me. And we also have to start doing our research um, in regards to what's going on in the world. We just can't run with what the mainstream media is is playing out there because the mainstream media is not for us. They're against us. So I'm going to play this Kanye West interview. Um, I think it's so imperative for more outlets just besides myself to to broadcast these type of interviews because again we only see what the mainstream media puts out there. Um, so for example, uh, that whole interview that Kanye West had did uh, a couple of months ago on TMZ when he said slavery is a choice. 
Now, if, if, if you were someone who just depends on your, your mainstream media, like TMC, they're not for the betterment of our people. And then you went back and did the research and pulled up the entire interview. Then you would have, then you would have true understanding of what our brother Kanye West was saying. Um, so I've been very vocal about my stance um, on voting. I am interested in my vote is going to a third party. Um, I am completely against the the phrase or <laughs> the sentence where I hear the vast majority of our people saying, uh, well, we have to choose Biden because Trump or we have to use Trump. We have to vote Trump because of Biden, as if one candidate is evil, eviler per se than the other. Um, we learned this in elementary school, people, that two wrongs don't make a right. Um, so with that being said, it's very imperative that you go ahead and do your research and make sure that you're giving your vote to the right candidate. And you also do the footwork in understanding what the third party is. There's over 200 candidates that's involved. That's the independent party. There's the birthday party. The list goes on and on. I personally shared this link and assisted a lot of people with understanding what the third party is. Um, of course, mainstream media puts out is only Democrat and, and Republican. But again, uh, this is 2020. And if you are still a person who is 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 getting uh, <laughs> your so-called knowledge from the mainstream media, I want to tell you, you have way more uh, to seek out there. So I'm going to get right into the Joe Rogan experience with Kanye West listening. What's up? What's going on, man? Good to see you. Good seeing you too. We finally did it. We're here. We We're made here. it happen. We're in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, what what are you doing? You running for president? Uh, yes. What made you decide to do that? Aren't you busy enough? Clothing company, successful rapper, family man. It was something that God put on my heart back in 2015. Uh, a few days before the MTV Awards, it just, it hit me in the shower. And when I first thought of it, I just started like laughing to myself. And it, it, it like all this like joy came over my, over my body, just through, through my soul. And I could just, I, I just felt that energy. I felt that spirit. So then two days later, I uh, accepted the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Awards at the uh, MTV Awards. and. Uh, Instead of performing, you know, my array of hit songs, you know, I gave uh, just my perspective on award shows. But always I, I knew at the end I was going to tell people I'm, I'm running for office. I'm running for president in 2020. And, you know, just to have the it, it, it even took heart to say it in that context. And people were just like, oh, like their their minds were blown and then I was hanging out with different, uh, I had different friends that were, you know, some people in the music industry, some people, tech elites, different things like that. And they would um, really, you know, they just really took it as a joke. And they're telling me all these millions of reasons why I couldn't run for president. I remember running into Oprah two days or one day after that. She's like, you don't want to be president. Fuck Oprah, y'all. You know, people just... <laughs> You know, you're not even going to talk about Oprah. putting this on you. And I, I remember saying uh, one of my responses 
to one of the people that one of the naysayers was, well, I'll definitely be a billionaire by that time. Uh, and not that that's a reason why someone should become president, but it's to say, you know, at that time I was uh, 50, around $50 million in debt. And I knew I had the confidence that I would be able to turn that around. And now, you know, just going into, I want to just give you a, a, a that, that's a clear answer. Right. So I, wanna, I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't want to go off on two of them. No, it's okay. It's, yeah. What you're basically saying is you know how to set goals, you know how to achieve them. But what, what was Oprah's rationale when she said, you don't want to be the president? Like, what was she saying? Because remember when people were saying that that's our next president? Remember when Trump got elected, you know, they showed Oprah and they were saying, like, there was, I believe it was like NBC tweeted it. This is our next president. Like, they, a lot of people wanted Oprah to, want, to run. And they felt like if Trump could win, Oprah could win. When I saw Trump win, I was like, see, you can win. You know, I was... Um, you can win if you're coming from outside of politics. I was young when Ronald Reagan was in, was president. I don't remember. But Ronald Reagan was the governor of California before he was the president. He had actually proven himself as a politician, at least somewhat. Which is an idea that people have thrown out at me to... To be governor of California? To be governor of California. So anyone's better than this guy. <laughs> just do, do... Just go ahead and start there. I'm going to pause real quick. So one thing that I've already noticed about this interview is that Joe Rogan is trying to throw Kanye West off the loop. Like this conversation, this interview is not about Trump. This, this interview is not about Biden. This interview is definitely not about Oprah Winfrey. This interview is all about Kanye West and, and explaining himself and getting that time for his people, for people period, to understand who he truly is as a human being. Um, there is no editing. This is just him raw and, and why it's his calling to be a leader. Um, people, the reason why Trump is in office besides what everybody else has to say about he was the chosen one, et cetera, et cetera. People are truly tired of the same results. So, so since the beginning of time, we've also, we've always put, the one who had the experience per se, the quote unquote politician in office. And we see where that has gotten us. It hasn't gotten us very far. Um, and as a country, um, so people were, people wanted change and we truly got change for real. Um, whether, whether it's bad or good, we definitely got change. So at this point in time, Kanye West is, is, is separate. He's not a politician, nor is Trump. Trump is not a politician. Trump is is a reality TV star. Um, he's an insensitive individual. He says what he's he says exactly what is on his mind, and he does. And he does exactly what he says he's going to do, whether you like it or or whether you don't. So um, I just want Joe Rogan to, to focus more on Kanye West. But Kanye West, in my opinion, is a fucking genius. Um, he's never been canceled in my book. Um, I've never ran with what the media has portrayed about him. I've always taken the time to, to do further research, to look for the, the uncut versions of what the fuck he's, he's understanding. I'm also... Uh, a Gemini. Some people may not say may say that it has nothing to do with with who you are. Your zodiac sign has nothing to do with with you are. But I personally understand his struggles. I am a person who is 
who is very humble and who is for the betterment of our people. So it can be frustrating. Um, and the, and, and we all, our minds is always racing. Like every day I have like a thousand things on my mind. I'm definitely a visionary and I have my, my hands to so many different pots. I want to do so much. Um, and I understand now through my spiritual journey, what it is to, to truly live out your calling. So, um, in regards to, to being a Geminist per se, a Gemini, I truly understand him. We've seen this time after time where we've had our greats. Tupac Shakur is, is another example of, of the media portraying him as a certain way. And anyone who truly under, who, who truly done their research on Tupac and, and looked beyond his music and how he was unfortunately heavenly influenced by the the people he was around was like this brother was really a genius this brother was really talented and woke on a whole different level and a lot of the things that he said decades ago uh, decades ago still stands to this very day um so i'm gonna go ahead and i just wanted to point that out to y'all yeah a shot open yeah. things up again man but i think i think my calling is to be uh I, I, I believe that my calling is to be the leader of the free world. <clears throat> not, not, I mean, if, if it's in God's plan that part of my path is to be the governor, then that's fine. But my calling is to be the leader of the free world. So when you say this, like when you say your calling is to be the leader of the free world, what, what does that mean to you? Does that, does it mean do you have a plan that's different than the plans that have been implemented before? Does it mean that you have ideas? What, what kind of plan? Like the plan to be the leader. Like, what would you do if you were the leader of the, free, of the free world? Like, what would be different about the way you would handle things? Like, if that's your plan, like, what is it about that 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 is your calling? Like, why would why would you want to do that? Like, what do you want to do differently if you were the leader of the free world? Well, uh, well, there's a couple questions in there. You said, why is you know why is that your calling? There's people who say to me, you know, they'll say. Well, music is bigger than politics or more influential than politics or celebrities are more influential. And uh, I thought of it like if I was a pastor of a 100,000 person church, but then I was also uh, uh, a captain, a sailor. And then we went to war and I said, I'm going to man this ship that has a thousand people, a thousand soldiers on it because God is calling me to take this position even though i'm the pastor for you know however big my audience is in hip-hop uh in music or as a just an influencer or celebrity uh or just as a dad and a and a husband in my house the world is like there, there couldn't be a better time to put a visionary in the in the captain's chair. Um, hmm. And that's not to say we, we haven't had visionaries be, uh, before. I'm not coming here to down any of the other, uh, I'm not here to down Trump, down Biden. Uh, I'm just here to express why um, uh, why God has called me 
to take this position. That's right, as Kanye. You, you think of yourself in, in terms of like as an artist, as a creator, or someone someone who has these thoughts that they manifest in, in terms of music and art, creation, design, the things that you do. That's why you, you think you're different as a, as a visionary. Yeah, I, I, I think that, I think I'm different from, I mean, I, we're all different. So I'm definitely different from everybody, but we're all different from each other. I mean, I do bump into people that seem to be like the same character inside of, <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, I've seen people, before. Yeah, yeah. people play the same role. It's like, well, I just met you before. You're, you're yeah. just like the head of this company over here. You're the same yeah. kind of person. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I manifest. I see things. I'm, I'm a great leader because I listen and I'm empathetic. And I feel the entire earth and I feel us as a, as a species, as the, the human race. Like I did. Sometimes people think that... Uh, utopia as almost like a negative word that's that's like we couldn't have that but i do believe in world peace like the people hit me with the oh one of the things oprah said is she said you got to bone up on your foreign affairs i remember this like because it's oprah talking so i'm gonna remember a lot of what the conversation was but that's the first thing she said was you know uh foreign affairs and foreign policies like just i think the reason why i say leader and that politician, and that even specifically uh, president, is uh, this is the time. You know, when, when the Constitution was written, that was an innovation. Now, the world has innovated all around our political system. But we haven't innovated and simplified our political system. So I met with... Right. Um, this gentleman, Sam, uh, one of the founders of Y Combinator. So Y Combinator is a, a, um, is a contract that my friend, the head of Dropbox, used um, and that a lot of tech guys use, and it's a standardized deal. So one of the ideas I had when I was, um, uh, as I'm in this process of innovating, I'm not, in, I'm not in war with the music industry, it's just it's time for us to innovate. Uh, and we need to have contracts that make sense with exactly how we sell music. So, you know, people every vicinity, and that's like uh, every 20 years, that's like the like decade is 10, vicinity is 20. And as you see now, it's like the world has just stopped for a second. And there's an opportunity to look and say, what are the things we need? What are the things we don't need? So I don't know if you saw when I posted my contract, I had 10 contracts that kept on putting me inside a labyrinth and there's things that we don't need. Now, I, I believe that the distribution partner that the label is, like Prince would go and say, oh, we don't need the distribution partner, especially if Prince was, you know, really alive and thriving in this internet era. I'm the kind of person where I'm not trying to go and eliminate anyone's job. So record labels are afraid of saying, okay, we're going to hand over the distribution completely to you guys, which is, you know, it's, that's a possibility. Um, there's a way where both parties can be happy and that these infrastructural partners can be of service to the influencer, to the artist. Like, these, these deals can be flipped in a way that they're just more fair. Uh, you know, right. A record 
you know, I just let, let me just go into this specific uh, place with the record labels for a second. Yeah, and I, I know I'm talking about that for a while. Because it's a confusing thing for people on the outside. Yeah. So before, when I told my father I wanted to rap, he was uh, very, like, leery of that idea. He said, this, this, I heard this business is terrible. And, you know, he's right. Like, people are all seeing things that are wrong inside of contracts, turning blind eyes to it, and everyone's responsible. Everyone's a part of it. You know, it's like when the Me Too movement happened, you know, it wasn't just the guys that were getting tagged, and, you know, some of the guys should have got hit with it, some guys shouldn't. You know, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm saying that, in a way, everyone's responsible. Right. Everyone's a part of the problem. That's why I really love that... Um, Black Mirror episode when, you know, everyone was making comments and anyone that even made a comment, the bees, it was about these, uh, you know, uh, mechanical bees, anyone, and this is a spoiler alert, alert if you haven't seen this episode, but anyone who made a comment, the bees came to go get them. And that's the thing about what you put in the universe, even a thought, you know, you put that thought into the universe. It's another thing to say something negative and put that into the universe is another thing to see someone being raped you know that's the reason why i compare what's happening to in the music industry to me too because artists are raped you've heard that term before mm -hmm. i'm not this is not like i'm this is not like a new thing that i'm making up i'm a pause on that as well we've definitely discussed here on the podcast of we have a segment called the the industry is it's entitled the industry and it's basically about the good the bad the ugly that's involved in in the muted the music industry, um, but we've seen we've we've heard these type of conversations over and over where um, our brothers, you know, our, we had we had Michael Jackson, we had Prince, um, we even had Jay Z who have came out vocally and and discussed the ugly side of of the industry. Um, so, so we all I'm going to say with that is we must protect our brother Kanye at all costs because we we seen how um, how anyone who has a platform, not anyone but our brothers or sisters per se, the melanated ones, any any of them who come out vocally and discuss about the ugly side of of the industry <clears throat> it doesn't end too well um so so I, i'm glad our, our brother kanye is is bringing aware awareness to this um and again this is this is something that's not new it's also i also want to bring it to your attention that he he is heavily involved with god he's definitely a man of faith um, and, and I'm here to tell you and I'm here to remind you if you don't have faith um, in your heart, you won't have the ability to, to push through with anything that you want to do um, in life. Um, I'm here to tell you that once you have faith and you have God within, um, and it, it's also obvious that he's done some spiritual work, which, which I have done as well. Um, there is no one on this earth that can tell you otherwise about your calling. There's no one who can knock your blessings. Um, and there's not no one that you fear. So I just want to throw that 
throw that out there. So let's go ahead and continue with Mr. West. The, the contracts are made to rape the artist. And, um, you know, I put my, like, I, I think about, you know, this is like a thought that right now it's like, is this a, a negative thought that I'm putting into the universe? But I have to say, like, when I was going on Twitter, I was thinking about Bruce and Brandon Lee. That crossed my mind to say, I'm, this is Sony. This is universal. And I'm willing to put the blue paint on my face and go out and do this because it's the right thing to do. MJ, like, y'all. MJ. Music, like at this point, it loses me money. It doesn't make right. It doesn't make me money. It is my my five billion dollar net worth and three hundred million dollars of cash that I see a year. Music is like negative four million for me. So these contracts for me were kind of like Wang Grow and Heat, where this guy had everything, but he still said. Wangro messed up this this uh, this heist that we were gonna do. Like I look at the music industry, not music and the love of music itself, but the music industry. I look at it like Wangro. Like I blame, you know, the loss of my mother, partially on enter the entertainment industry. The always fighting to, you know, represent you know, who you are against media, entertainment industry that's trying to tear down anybody that's not uh, going with the flow. I, I see, you know, I've got those kind of reasons personally, uh, but uh, vengeance is mindset, the Lord. So it's not a matter of going in for revenge. That's just me as a human being where I fall short. Like, I'm not a monk. Can you explain yeah. what you're talking about with Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee? Like, what, I, I lost you there. Okay, so Bruce Lee... And Brandon Lee were both murdered. Well, Brandon Lee died in an accident on a movie set. Yeah. Do you think it was a, a murder? I felt it's, that's a conspiracy, right? The conspiracy was that the it's not a Chinese conspiracy. Triad killed him the same way they killed Bruce. But this, the the coroner's report was that Bruce died from a, a reaction to a medication, right? Yeah, I mean, but I think about that anytime I go to the go to the hospital. I'm very you know, I'm mindful of that stuff. You mm -hmm. think about, like, Bob Marley, they didn't just JFK or MLK him. There's, mm -hmm. like, reports that it was something in his toe or... He had cancer, right? I believe he had skin cancer. Yeah. Like, I, I went to go... Uh, I got a shot in my uh, in my hand because uh, just from texting and stuff, my thumb was like... I'm going to pause again. So I want y'all to understand what he's saying. So he mentioned Bob Marley. And in the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned to you all as well that anyone who is for the betterment of our peoples, anyone who's using their platform to wake our people up on a, on a higher level, per se, and bringing awareness and don't fear nobody in this world, the masses, the people will find some type of way to destroy you, um, some type of way to silence you, per se, whether it's deporting you to another country whether it's it's drugging you up, whether it's it's uh, killing you off, or whether it's destroying your legacy, and and I want you to be mindful that you know Kanye West did say that uh, he always has that in the back of his mind. You know when it comes to Prince, when it comes to MJ, when it, now he's he's talking about Bob Marley. So 
the the point of the matter is is that we have to protect our people we have to become selfish with our own shit with our own people we have to start reaching one teaching one um and and <laughs> i'm gonna let the brother finish like hurt and then i post text so much you hurt your thumb absolutely <laughs> just texting way too much <laughs> so i post a picture of uh the screen at the hospital and then i was asked to take it down by by who people just call me i forget exactly who asked me but it was like they get they got to my management they got to this and they said take that picture down like the hospital it was in the weirdest place you know so why what, what did they not like about the picture pay attention uh, i think it had like it might have had some information on it that they didn't want to go out like an address or something like okay. that and it's just like but i don't want to go down go, go down these rabbit holes i'm just saying like michael jackson not waking up one day prince not waking up one day Bruce and Brandon Lee, Bob Marley, all of these things are have crossed my mind, you know, as I'm going and saying, I need to innovate what these contracts are, not just for me, but for all artists. Right. It's not about me getting my masters back. It's about it's about uh, freedom. And I, I say on a new song, I say, if I would put myself in harm's way to get my masters, they would put theirself in harm's way to stay the master. Facts. And that's, there's a complete parallel to the way the music industry works and the way the world currently works. These contracts that they have in the industry, y'all are, are is, it's just another way to keep us enslaved mentally, to control us. Once you have somebody's mind, you can control them. So uh, uh, these contracts are that that's why nowadays you see a lot of independent artists because the industry is definitely um, awakened on on a higher level per se. But when Kanye West said uh, briefly that, you know, these contracts or the, the industry is raping us, they, they are raping us. They do what they need to do to get us to sign our life away they they distract us with a with a big amount of money and you know the the small <laughs> the contracts that exist in, in very small writing you know we we definitely need to to be knowledgeable about the business aspect when it comes to to the industry because they're not for the betterment of us they're they're basically how could i say this they're basically they basically want us to further sell out our own people and, and divide us. It's all, it's all about divide divide our communities. Um, and they know that our people look up. They know that the culture, the rap, the industry, the, the that's just, that's just say the rap industry. They know how imperative and influential the, the rap culture is to our young children, to us, even when we were growing up. So they know that if they put that type of music out there that we would follow suit with it. Um, so these things are not for the betterment of our people. I think recently there was an interview with um, one of the brothers for um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And he was, and he was, he was basically saying how him and, and another group member was invited to one of these secret society uh, meetings and, 
you know, they were offered a, a huge dollar amount to basically do something, to basically uh, put out certain music uh, that, you, you know, to further, to further fuck us up in our communities. Um, so basically, once you you sign these contracts, and I'm not saying all of them con are all of these contracts are basically put out there to to sell our people out, but the vast ma majority are, and we just have to get a lawyer. Um, we we have to know what we're signing. We have to be aware of all of this. We have to educate ourselves just on the business. We can't be so enthused on the flashy cars and the money. There's a price to pay per se and the influence that america has on other countries and the way governments work uh the influence and the way government and the way people in power and control deal with you know disaster relief deal deal with haiti deal with uh the bahamas like where is the money going why aren't things being built and this concept of money, right? I asked myself this, um, uh, I asked someone uh, a week ago, like, how much is America in debt? And they were like, this many trillion. And then I asked my, a rhetorical question, but the dumbest question I've ever asked myself, I said, well, you know, how much does the earth cost? <laughs> think of, think about, not a bad question. Think but, about but how much is the earth worth? Yeah, right what, is, what is the Everything. earth worth? What is, All yeah. the things on earth. Yeah. And... It's saying we can't buy it. We couldn't make enough money to buy the earth, right? So that means we made money. So if money is the key to all people's happiness and will solve everything and everyone's doing things for money, let's just make more money. But it's not about making more money. It's about keeping poor people poor and rich people rich. Right. And keep, keep, keeping people in their place. And right now, we're experiencing the fall of Rome or... The Titanic has now hit a glacier, and there's people who this is the end, would prefer to go down with the Titanic than to get on a lifeboat because they don't want to get seawater on their dress or on a nice outfit. Right. The people are so programmed and brainwashed into uh, classism and protectionism that uh, it's difficult for people to embrace innovation unless it has a tag on it that's got a name brand connected to it that says with this innovation you will be better than the person you'll be better than your next door neighbor you know when i made sunday service i i completely stopped rapping because i didn't know how to rap for god you know all my raps always had like um you know like nasty jokes on it and um and then you know i made a I made, uh, when, I, when I went to the hospital, I know you want to get into this. When I went to the hospital in 2016, I wrote uh, Start a Church in Calabasas. And as we left from 2018 going into 2019, I said, I'm not going to let one Sunday go by without starting this church. And there's people who said it wasn't a church and different things. But to start a ministry, I'm like the little drummer boy where I'm saying, you know, this is all I got to bring, my, my drum. I might not be well-versed in the word, and but I, I know how to do make music, and I know how to put this choir together, and all things can be made good for God. So 
it like quickly became the best choir of all time because all the best singers moved to California. And now, but a lot of them grew up in the church, so it's like the opportunity for, for them to actually get paid singing for God because I would be funding it. And that for me was like a tithe for me to fund Sunday service. And I was four months in before I gave my life to God. Like I wasn't saved, it's just I had a calling saying, just go make this church. And the whole thing, the, the comparison to this church to me going and saying, okay, why, why am I running for president? Is to be in service. And that service to my, my own ego, uh, you know, I feel like God says to me, like, haven't I given you enough? And I, I gave you an ego that helped you overcome all these, you know, roadblocks and smoke screens and people telling you what you can't do. Now you need to realize when you're doing things for your ego and when you're doing things for me. This is like God, right. the, what I feel God is saying to me. Because uh, it, it really irritates me when people say, God told me to tell you. <laughs> so I'm very like mindful with this kind of wording. This I'm saying I have a feeling that that's what God is saying for me to be in service. So the ultimate service position is leader of the free world, to be the president of the United States. It's Sometimes you see me on Twitter, I say, I want all the smoke. I want all the problems because the problems are the opportunities. There's an opportunity to solve things. And Kurzweil, uh, he created the keyboard, Kurzweil, uh, he, he has this video that Mark Romanek, this uh, director that shot 99 Problems for Jay-Z, which is like my favorite, uh, maybe like top five or top two. I was actually listening to that this morning. Uh, he also did uh, Closer for Trent Reznor. And I like, I just grew up on MTV in the 90s and I love Mark Romanek videos. But he would share... Um, He'd share little bits and pieces. I remember Ray Kurzweil talking about the ability for us to have a utopia, but us being led by the least noble and the most greedy. But if someone or when someone gets in a position of leadership that is in service to God and in service to people, period, but immediately, the American people, um, I had this joke, I was saying, like, man, no one outside of our country should be able to see these debates. This is family business right here. This is only for <laughs> America to see. We can't let anyone outside the country see it. But to be in service. So I, I stepped away already from my rap career for a year and served God every week, sometimes twice a week, three times a week, never missed a Sunday until COVID. And, um, and this is the thing, there were people inside of the church stealing, doing different things, trying to just take them up, and God still provided a way for us to keep that boat afloat. We never missed a, we never missed, uh, a service. And then uh, one of my pastors, Pastor Adam, who is a... Uh, uh, the way he preaches is, is called expository. It's like one-to-one -one by the word. I, I like all different kind of preachers, but there's some type of preachers. They they get up, they have the Bible in their hand, then they close the Bible, and then they just talk for uh, two hours. And it's and and, and so, some do have anointing, but the expository preachers go line for line. And for me, it's like I come from entertainment. 
I got so much sauce. I don't need no sauce on the word. I need the word to be solid food right. that I can understand exactly what God was saying to me through the King James version, through this, you know, um, through this translation or the English standard version. So Pastor Adams was coming by my spot. Uh, I got this 300 acre spot in um, Calabasas uh, that we had a little house in that I was recording. And I would play this music, these chords that I love. They're almost like monk-like. Um, and that's going to go into something we'll talk about later because I'm building a monastery. I'm uh, building a, a monastery that will be, then be the future of uh, monasteries. It's like uh, full, sustainable energy. Now, uh, he says to me, Pastor Adam says to me, when I was thinking about should I rap or not, he said, my son just said, you know, I wish I, I want to hear Ye rap, do an album about Jesus, a rap album about Jesus. And it was through the mouth of babes. Like, this person, I'm going to listen to the kids, bro. You know, I'm going to listen to my daughter. I'm going to listen to kids before I listen to, you know, super programmed out adults. And especially right. if that adult hasn't done something that I am looking to do. Bro. Uh, so it's so funny how people are so, like, free and almost arrogant with their advice. And I'm just like, why would I listen to you? You don't even ask me for any advice. I'm the most successful person I know. So the, um, uh, so he said my, my son wants to hear a rap album from Ye. And that just, that was, that was the paradigm shift for me. I use that word a lot. I like that. I like paradigm shift. It's one of my favorite words. The, and I, I made this rap album and, you know, for a lot of people, it was the first album that they could play with a certain production level in the house with their with their with their family. Yes, it was it was a dope it it is a dope album. It to me, in my opinion, is very contradicting. You can definitely tell that he's on his spiritual journey, um, and he's he's finding his way um, along the album. So I, I definitely am one who who understands now going forward and, and I am definitely one who understands what he was trying to say. Again, uh if if you know a Gemini, we, we definitely have <laughs> there's a ton of things on our mind and we might not always express it the way that we truly wanna express it. So we kinda get there but we don't get there immediately. We go through these tunnels and we go through through pathways that many people wouldn't go through. Um, we we truly don't fear um, anything per se, but um, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's it's kind of refreshing to hear him uh, put putting out that type of album and and I and I am also one who didn't judge him with the church if you watch the mainstream media uh Sunday service was was basically portrayed as as if he was getting profited off of it and things of that nature and it's, it's definitely not about that Kanye West doesn't need to be profited off of anything and you've heard him say many times just not in this interview only that the music industry didn't didn't make him one of the wealthiest melanated individuals in the world. If anything, that put him in debt. Um, so it, it's not about that. It's about 
It's about spreading love and it's about uniting. If you know anything about the power of music, pop music is is very instrumental in in making us forget anything. Music at any given time in your life will make you feel better and definitely will unite whether you're 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 a person of color, whether you're Caucasian, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Once a great song comes on, it's a dub. Now, you know, you could argue if the Watch the Throne production was stronger or better than uh, Jesus is King production. But when I go and I like I've been working with Dr. Dre and some of the beats just be like, you know, the hardest beats possible. And it's something that was very spiritual and meditative about the mix on Jesus is King, that it wasn't hitting as hard as Jesus or hitting as hard as uh, Watch the Throne. It was like, this is how God wanted me to make this, right. uh, make this sonic painting and the way he wanted me to communicate. Then so we did that album and then we did the Jesus is Born album, which also I get that idea from Pastor Adams. Uh, and I mean, there's people who that's the only album they play. And it's just bringing these gospel. And I'll tell you like my formula for these hymns I'm writing because I'm writing the, the, the songs that we're doing at uh, Sunday service is basically my book of hymns for the future gospel university that I'm creating where I've envisioned and will manifest a 200,000 seat stadium circular with a hundred thousand gospel singers and people will go to this university and they will train the way you know a russian olympic swimmer you know a picture like they would be in the pool six days a week at least if not seven days but for people who sing for the church or you know uh you know because it's 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 a tide it's pro bonus all this like people don't practice that as much as we practice going to studio to rap or, or practice uh, playing basketball if we're in the NBA. So it's making the NBA, so to say, uh, the Coliseum for God. And what that, if you, have you, you like heard like soccer chants? Mm -hmm. And I, oh, and just like 60,000 yeah. persons. So I envision that for God, 100,000 people sometimes singing in uh, harmony, sometimes in unison. Glory, glory, oh God Almighty, we lift our hands and give you praise. Glory, glory, hey. oh God Almighty, hey. we lift our hands and give you praise. Glory. But picture a hundred thousand people in unison and that feeling what that would do That's beautiful, for our spirits our souls it's Fact. healing there's natural forms Spiritual of healing, healing about our environment um the friends that we're around what we're wearing what we're eating our diet so donda is a design company that uh, that uh i formed around 10 years ago and some of the people that worked at donda are now have went on to become heads of fashion houses like uh, Virgil's the head of Louis Vuitton and he was the head of Donda at a certain point. Another guy that worked at Donda is now the head of Givenchy. So this is like the, the talent pool 
And this Donda is basically my version of like a, a cyber, you know, extension of my brain. Like, here's something that I'm thinking of that you can't touch, but we need to, we need to bring it into fruition. We need to manifest it. And we have to see how to use things of our past and things of our now to create our future. So it's a uh, organization um, created to uh, guarantee the future of the human race. Really, I thought about even calling it Edna because I see us all as superheroes, and Edna was the designer in The Incredibles, which is kind of <laughs> almost really similar to Donda. I'm just seeing these lineups and stuff. So, um, so now our, our focus is food, clothing, shelter, communication, education, and transportation. So at the school that I just created, Easy Christian Academy, you know, we call NASA, we call different places about this hydroponic, uh, vertical growing uh, uh, garden. And I, I remember sitting, you know, the idea of the garden is from A to Z, you have to be able to make your food right there, fully sustainable, right there on your land. And, you know, it's a bunch of people like, oh, I made this salad right here. It's like, mm -mm, I'm not, that, that's not good enough. You still got to go to the grocery store for 80%, 60% of your stuff. I remember this one, you know, um, this. I hope y'all paying attention to this. This is so imperative. He's talking about the basic essentials of surviving. Can you grow your own food? If, if we get into a major catastrophe today, will you be able to sustain? Will you be able to survive? Pay attention, y'all. I've also shared this many times, many times. We get so caught up in in everybody else bullshit. You understand? We get so caught up in in the media and in, in, in the drama that comes with it. But we also should get caught up in in truly understanding what not only what true living is, but can you do you have the basic knowledge to survive any major catastrophe? And what are you doing uh, if you are not prepared? What are you doing to get yourself to a certain level? This one farmer we had, you know, he wanted to build this class for the kids and all this. I'm going to show the kids this thing. People always make the kids version. I don't like this, the kids version thing. Like, kids need to understand how... What if the pandemic was, you know, they lost all their parents and it was lost. The kids need to Survival. understand early how real life works. Yes. So physics is one of the anchors of the school that I'm creating. I remember, you know, I'm, uh, the city is all self-sustaining. So it works off of our four main resources, earth, wind, uh, water and and fire. And 90% uh, of it is running off of water with like aqueducts like the city of Masada. And I was talking to this engineer uh, and saying, I need the whole thing to run off of water. And he said, well, we're going to have to use solar power. And I said, I don't, and please, you know, don't take this as any offense. <laughs> I don't like solar panels. I feel that they're part of still of what Edison's idea was. I don't feel like they're really in line with what Nikolai Tesla really wanted to do with alternative current. We can get into the whole Tesla and what Edison did to take Tesla down and the fact the world would probably be free by now if, Tes if Tesla wasn't basically destroyed by the media that Edison controlled and the propaganda that Edison controlled. So I'm, I'm talking to my engineer and saying, this needs to run completely with water, and I don't want to use uh, a solar anyway. And he says, no, I'm saying we're going to use a mirror 
and it's going to connect to a steam uh, engine, and that's going to push the water back up. By the way, y'all, y'all have to witness Joe Rogan's face. This podcast is called, Joe Rogan's podcast, excuse me, is called Joe Rogan's Experience. His facial expression and the coloring, his whole entire coloring is like pale at this moment in time. He's looking at Kanye West like, yo, I'm truly experiencing a genius. Like this brother is, is truly amazing. You gotta truly check it out. Gotta truly check it out. And I was like, after like screaming at the guy, I was like, look, if I had known physics, I wouldn't have been screaming at my engineer. So if we think about what we're learning in school to learn physics, to learn far- farming, I was, um, I was talking to um, a friend of mine that's a, a, a rapper and super, uh, super uh, God following, spiritual, super smart. And I was showing her the... Um, uh, uh, some of the designs for uh, the monasteries and some of the designs for the fully sustainable communities it's all the same thing. And then it said bioengineering on it. And she said, well, what do you, she, it's like for her, bioengineering has a negative connotation. And my response was, isn't like farming and cooking like bioengineering at the, at the simplest form? Like we went to, we, going from like grabbing apples off of a tree to, oh, if we put this, boom, in the ground, oh, and we could grow this, and we could grow this, you know, we could grow this harvest Got right away here. So from it's, basics. You know, I want to uh, just sim- simplify and round up the, the principle behind uh, the Donda way of thinking is we've got all this information and all this, you know, these, sci- you know, these scientific um, uh, exploration, these things that Tesla never completed, these things that... Da Vinci never completed, and uh, we can look at all of these things and see how do we create the most primitive versions of this to create a fully sustainable ecosystem, which is, you know, what COVID actually helped us to, you know, get closer to our families, get closer to our children, uh, understand like, oh, wow, that, you know, that was mapped out for us to be 50 minutes away from our home and our kids school to be 30 minutes away and to put us in traffic for that amount of time. And these cities have been designed to promote industry and just to make more money. They haven't been designed to promote happiness. So right. we're at this paradigm shift in our existence. You know, it was when, when Muhammad hit the market, I think that's who it was, and brought money because before it was slave and trade. And this is something, you know, Dishonorable men honor money. I got this bar from Dave Chappelle. I'm not trying to like uh, steal his bar. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, we as human beings, this this race on Earth, have like been honoring money. And you know, money isn't. It's not even real. You know, it's not even backed by anything. I don't want to like go money too is far the root into of that. Evil. But when you unprogram yourself, you see that there's other forms of currency now. Like relationships are a more important currency than money itself. And that's what we really saw. It's like the end of the movie. Our existence would be pre-COVID, post-COVID. And so as the Titanic is crashing and sinking and Rome is falling, there's gotta be this new civilization like the end of Tron where everything starts to light up and it's been under this like dark cloud. So, you know, God is using me and he has a calling you know, in my life to make the world better for 
all people, like people say it's bad people, there's good people. No, there's, there's, there's people that are possessed that have demonic ways, but we were all children at one time. They say some people, no, they were born bad. You got to remember, like say, oh, there's bad people. Even, even the devil's an angel. Right. <laughs> a fallen angel, <laughs> a lost angel. Like No, no one was born bad. Uh, brothers and sisters, it's, it's the way of the world. It's, it's, it's the teachings in, in your environment that teach you this way. Uh, the, the saying is, perfect example, you know, racism. You never hear no one say that a baby or someone was born prejudiced, per se. As they grow up, they are being taught certain things that, that, <laughs> that, that leads them down that path per se. But if you put any, any mixture that doesn't matter if they're orange, blue, red, let's just throw that out there. Any, any, in a playground, if you put any color per se, any nationality of a baby in that playground, they will play with each other because they don't see color. Only we see color because we've been taught that behavior. Remember that people, remember that. Los Angeles, if you think. <laughs> let me, but that's a city of angels. Let me, let me, let me start from the beginning. So you, you, Los Angeles. So that's why he broke it down to that. Los Angeles. Angeles has lost his way of faith. Has lost his way of. This is how. This is my take on it. Has lost its way of, of morality. Uh, that's why you, you, you do hear uh, so many people saying that California is burning because of the things that they are passing through, like like legislation, excuse me, and, 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 and a lot of the things that they're that are doing does not coincide with our father, with with the higher being per se. So I wanted I wanted y'all to pay attention to that. You essentially deconstruct things. Mm -hmm. So when you say, in, in many ways, when you're describing yourself as a visionary, right. this is what I'm saying. Is you, you're looking at all the systems that are in place, whether it's the record industry, mm -hmm. um, the contracts that are wrong with artists, the I way think, civilization is set up. I think visionary is too is uh, glossy and too saucy of a title. Okay, well, whatever More of an engineer. You're, like you're, you're deconstructing yeah. all of these things and you find flaws in the systems. Yes. So all these systems, whether it's the, the music industry system, whether it's the political system, whether it's the, the, the system of gathering food, whether even a religious system. Like I remember when you started doing your Sunday service and my friend was like, what is he doing? I go, he's making going to church cool again. Like you don't think right. that's cool. Look at all these people having a great time. You have, you have thousands of people that are chanting and singing along. I mean, he's not asking for anything. I go, look, if anybody should be doing something like that, it's him. I go, because he's making great music, everybody's having a good time, and what do you get out of that? The best thing that people ever get out of church is sense of community, uh, a time where you get together, and you all Unity. agree, this is where you're going to concentrate on good. You're going right. to concentrate on goodness, you're going to concentrate on, on being on, a better on, person, on trying to find these shared values that are going to help the community. Now, you're doing this in this mass form. you got this superstar musician who's doing this in this mass form with thousands and thousands of people in these gigantic areas like that's nothing but positive mm -hmm. so you deconstructed the idea of how how to do a religious service but make it cool 
and now you're thinking about deconstructing all these different things. You're thinking about deconstructing how, how food is harvested. You're de thinking about deconstructing how we make energy. You're, you're literally trying to deconstruct and, and reimagine the idea of civilization. Yeah, exactly. So where, talk me through how this starts with you. Have you, were you always religious your whole life? Yes, I was, and then I, you know, then I hit high school. No, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, you know, when you're. I think that we all start off as, as religious because this is what we've been taught and these are what, these are the things that carry on tradition per se. Our ancestors was taught about religion. So, of course, when we, we for the vast majority per se, we were taught. Of religion, but I what what I do see happening and, and also see happening uh, within my peers and within myself is that we question religion. Uh, we question a lot of things that are happening because we are people nowadays who are tired of the same results. I am tired of the same results as to why I I question religion and I've definitely learned how to separate religion versus God. And I think that's so imperative because when you separate the religion aspect, then you truly understand who not only you are, but you, you also get to understand truly who God is and, and have a relationship with God. A young man and you're, you know, you're a superstar musician and, you know, you live in a wild life. What, what was it that led you back to this? Just a feeling in your life that there was more to life, there was more to your position, there was more to, you know, this idea of a calling, that you felt like you could do more and that it, it resonated with you more to, to, to produce these Sunday services and to, to start thinking of, of life in this way. Like, you can improve things. Yeah, God knocked me off my horse. God, like, literally called me and said, okay, now I need you. I need right. you right now. I, need, I mean, not that God needs, needs me. We, we need God, but he called me to serve him. And I was tired of serving the music industry, t start, tired of serving, you know, uh, filling up stadiums. Uh, you know, the last concert, the last tour I did, we had a, a floating stage. And, uh, and actually it was a hanging stage, but <laughs> it looked like it was floating. And that's just another thing, that's illusion, where we need to dispel the illusion. I wouldn't even call it the floating stage today, but the whole thing about it is people used to say how I would lose money on tours because I would put so much into the creative. And I, and I was like, wanted to prove, but prove to who? You know, prove to man, prove to greedy people, you know, that I could make more than anybody. And that's like the gladiator position that all artists are put into. Like, we're in the middle of this coliseum. Let me show you, I can kill more lions and tigers and bears and people and blah, blah, blah than, than any other gladiator that happened. So that's what I'm, that's what I was doing. And then I remember talking to James Terrell and I was like at the top of my lungs, like screaming about saving, uh, saving ourselves and humanity and the reason why me and James needed to uh, connect. And then I went to uh, my show, and then it's like my like this like my head popped back and the spirit jumped out, and it felt like it was like my mom talking. And the last thing I said was, "This thing is over," and I'm saying it like I sound like my mom, like Donda, like that's something she would have said 
if she was in the physical form when she sees her son, you know, exhausted. Like I just went through a. I think it's so amazing that he's finally speaking um, about his mother. You know, he right after his mother passed, I believe our brother went on tour and he brushed it off uh, per se for for the media. I mean, not for the media, but the media at least showed that he was okay. Um, I personally personally think his his mental breakdowns throughout the years was because he was going through what he's what he's definitely now expressed via this in interview with the industry, but not truly having the time or the true understanding of how to how to understand what death is and furthermore just just mourn the the passing of his mother in the physical aspect um so like i said before he's definitely done some spiritual work he's definitely a man of god nowadays and and i'm all for kanye so let's get back into it uh, I had this uh, fashion show. We had this fashion show where we took over MSG and just broke all boundaries. Sold 20, 16,000 seats and played the new album. And uh, it was, you know, a thousand black people in the show. And you had like all the young thug plugging in the iPhone and uh, Travis and Cuddy dancing. You had 50 Cent there, Jay-Z there, Lamar Odom. The, uh, the first time that people you know, saw him in uh, walk again, um, was we walked together into the, uh, into the stadium, uh, and he's camo Yeezy jacket, all uh, head to toe. And the reason why that was so important is like when he was in a coma, I would come by and play him the new music. And once he was out of the coma, he mm. said that he remembered that music when he was in a coma. And that was the album I was playing that day. So that's the reason why me and Lamar, uh, walked in, together and then the next uh few months later i did a fashion show and it started 45 minutes late and the media they just killed me they lebroned me as i would say like when lebron went to uh to uh miami uh miami and they said you know who are you to have a, a choice you know like what uh, one of my other heroes tom brady he he left i didn't see no jerseys getting burned, burned right like when lebron uh, left. So then less than a week after that, my wife is robbed in Paris. And so we, we just, cause I'm, I'm in the middle of a tour while I'm doing the fashion show, while I'm doing this. So we cancel the tour cause it's, it's very, you know, traumatic. And then, you know, we start the tour back up and we get back into it. And then I, I just keep on saying, I want to go to Japan. I just want to go to Japan because Japan is like a way that people treat. There isn't like the systemic racism embedded in every single individual that's inside of the place, like in America, right. uh, black, white, anything. There's a systemic uh, white, white supremacy. Like when I tag, you know, white supremacy or we say this, it's like the, um, yes, that is America. That is the world. Currently, we've been taught that my first superhero was Superman, you know, and that's because my dad was, was a Black that. Panther, but 
you know, when Disney makes Black Panther, now when you look it up, you don't see my dad protecting his neighborhood or snatching a mic out of somebody's hand while they're lying. I don't know, you know, like father, like son right there. Uh, but you see this character that's made for black people to idolize that was designed by a white, white person and put out by a white company. So it's controlling the narrative to say, we're going to show you Harry, Harriet Tubman. We're not going to show you Nat Turner. And right. they do it every chance they get. Maleficent. Yes. Uh, Speak um, on it. They called her, her race of people the Moors. And the Moors mm. are, are, and I just saw it again. I was just like, yo. Yes. Did you hear what my brother Kanye West said? Y'all need to pay attention. Disney is, is like the number one corporation that puts things out there to further confuse us, miseducate us, misguide us per se. They are so aware, they are so knowledgeable about the powers to be, which is us, the melanated community, but they try so hard to make it all about them. And 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 I'll have to disagree a little bit with that because I've watched many Disney movies and uh speaking of of such there's the movie out there with Oprah Winfrey called The Wrinkle of Time which basically teaches teaches you to be a better person and it's about it's about reaching out to the universe and, and being a good person. Whatever you put out to the universe is exactly what you're going to get back. Yo, the message is so dope. The message is so imperative. Um, and I watched that movie over and over. But the movie that Kanye West is speaking of, Magnificent, I definitely love that movie. But when me and my son seen it, and we put two and two because we're educated about the Moors and, and nationalism and how we should nationalize and things of that nature. We was like, you see, Jeremiah, they're very aware about who who we are. They just don't want us to know uh, about who we are. So, yo, you have to pay attention to our brother Kanye. He hasn't been told that he's a genius and that he's smart and, and, and a lot of things for a reason. And then how the media has purposely tried to destroy him in public. And I've said this like over an hour ago earlier in the pod recording that, you know, this is a part of the plan. This is what they want us to do. If they, if they know that they can't get rid of us, if they can't deport us, if they can't silence us, then they try to, to destroy us on a mental level. They try to assassinate our character. We've seen this happen over and over again in, in our history. Not our not their history, our history. I I absolutely love our sister um Nina Simone. She's also um someone who I look up to. And if you watch her biography on Netflix, you'll see how they destroyed her. They, 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 <laughs> it's, we got to pay attention. That's all I'm going to say. I want to get back to this, this Kanye way up, Kanye West episode segment interview. Excuse me. If you erase our history, like most black people, we don't know where we come. We think we came from slaves. We don't know our bloodline and we're, we're 
given Black History Month and we take that like it's some gift to us. No, it's a programming right. to us. Racism doesn't end until we get to a point where we stop having to put the word black in front of it because it's like we're, we're, we're putting the rim a little bit lower for ourselves. Mm. Like it's when I say I'm the second wealthiest black man in America. Like, why do I have to say that? Because, you know, obviously, if we just go on wealth, period, or, or what we call wealth, like financial wealth, that scorecard, you know, I'd be like, I'm the, I'm the 78th wealthiest man in America. But we shouldn't have to have a special box, a special month, because also what they show in Black, Black History Month is us getting hosed down, reminding us that we were slaves. Like, what if we had, remember when I cheated on you month? Like, remember when you first found the, found the text messages? Remember, how does that make you feel? It makes you feel depleted and de No, how about they show, remember when we was actually kings and queens? Um, when we was building pyramids, when we had palaces and shit, when we was running the, the country, when we, we, we grew our own crops, uh, we had our own farms. How about you show that type of shit instead of always putting out there, or how about you, you stop, uh, all these slave movies that have came out within the last decade and they win all of these Oscars and these major awards and they get so much attention. But then when you have uh, one of our brothers like Spike Lee who put out movies that truly are about who we are, uh, most recently uh, the, the movie that he put out about the, um, dang, what was the name of it? The Five Deeds, um, which which was a, a little bit remind of the gold, the importance of gold, and how we was basically the first um, to put our hands in hands on it, and and how we were first here, and how you know even though that we were the first people to touch so soil per se, excuse me, that we we have to go through these these type of hurdles and and combat in order to get what originally belonged to us back in in the beginning pay attention pay attention defeated you know it, it's uh, no matter what religion you are what we can agree on is it is always now but now is the shortest moment of our life it's gone in an instant the longest moments of our life are our memories and our imaginations think about how long a kid imagines christmas before I mean, versus how long Christmas really is. And when you think back to your Christmas, are you under the table like Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind, like under a chair, or are you a giant? Are you a king? Are you what Black, what, what Black History Month has told you you are? And this is me speaking to... I'm going to cut him off. I'll answer that. We are kings and queens, and our history is 24-7 all year round. Literally, we are the originators of everything that you see that's going on um, within the world, from the light bulb to <laughs> electricity, I mean, to, to freaking peanut butter. Um, we are the originators. Just, just know that. Um, the plan was put in place to divide us, to separate us. Uh, to label us so we can, so they can come in, the masses, so they can come in and take what was ours. And and I have to say, unfortunately, they've done a wonderful job at dividing, uh, dividing us as, <sighs> dividing us. But I, what I do have to say is that this pandemic, this COVID-19 situation that we have going on has awakening the wrong people. 
such as myself, such as a lot of peers. Um, and we're not going backwards. We are not going backwards. Go on, Kanye. Uh, you know, black people, specifically in America, that, you know, I know people who would, you know, kill someone in, uh, or have a gun or, you know, in, in their own hood and be afraid to go downtown and literally be like afraid of white people. Like the most gangster gang of gangsters wouldn't go downtown. And that's just a programming, but that program is inside of the curriculum. It's in, it's inside of the media. It, and mm -hmm. it, and it goes to this whole idea of yay. When people say is yay crazy, is yay a narcissistic, is yay, an egomaniac is yay self-absorbed is yay all these no yay know who yay is right i know who i am and i'm not fin i'm not fit to bow to uh to an idea that you want to have of me i am going to be the full idea that god has of me and when i do things that are that god don't like i'm 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 being the lesser version of me. This is where, you know, in my weakness, God becomes strong. I have to be the higher me when when people are downing me. It's not like me fighting fire with fire and me attacking, or as you say, like, you know, stooping to uh, stooping to that level. It's like the devil will use you against you. You become right. your yeah. own worst enemy uh, you become your own worst enemy and i just went on a riff right there but the thing is these but isn't that what yeah. you do though like yeah yeah one of the things that i yeah. when, when anybody ever talks yeah. about you to me mm -hmm. they 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 say well he's all over the place mm -hmm. and i say i think that he's got a different power source like if you look at the way everybody interfaces with the world if there's a universal power most people have like a 20 watt charger the way I describe you, I say, I think that motherfucker's got like a 150-watt charger, and these ideas are just coming at him. So you do go on these rants that sometimes need to be dissected into individual things, but overall, you're in incredibly productive. So my question is, why do, you, why do people think there's something wrong with you? Yeah. Because the media. I, legitimately. Like, you've been medicated. They've, they've put you away, right? They've yeah. brought you me to med How did that happen? Well, well, I'll say these two things. I think uh, very three-dimensionally. I don't think in the black and white lines that I've been programmed to think in. And I am a free thinker. Kanye West is a free thinker. Uh, not many people understand the way that we think. Or not many people understand us, period. Um I've been blessed to have people around me to kind of guide me because I am someone too who has so many ideas. I'm a visionary. I can see greatness in someone miles away. Like, like a lot of times I can't even sleep because I have all these great ideas and these thoughts and, and I want to get to them now, 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 now. Forget tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow. Let's get to it today, 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 today. And you know, I'm just like, who's more busier than me, than God? But anyways, um, see, I already lost my thought. Because <laughs> my mind is racing. My mind is a racer, per se. 
But yeah, let's get back to it. Cause see, I already lost what I was talking about. Yeah, man. And I and I think in full color. So when I'm talk, I have to describe a thought in five ways. You know, we we enjoy food. Yes, that's what I was getting at. And we uh, we we seem to be very long winded because in the process of a of us speaking. We're literally dissecting every word that we are saying. And I know that I, I'm saying we because me and Kanye, we Geminis. And, and and I understand how he thinks. And if you look at other Geminis like Tupac, when people when 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 people when people were interviewed about Tupac Shakur, they was also saying, Damn, I don't know what side of Pac I met today. And he was literally like this, this Black Panther and like this. This freedom writer and this free free thinker and po- very political and further people. And then the next minute he was like, "Fuck you, fuck your mother." Da, 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 da. So we are a misunderstood people. Uh, we are not two faced. We have so many different sides. Most people know two sides of us uh, per se, but I tell you it. I tell you, we're just like really deep and our mind is, is, is erasing people. If you ever study astrology, go ahead and, and look into Gemini and you'll truly understand what we're, we're talking about. But go on, Kanye. Go on, Kanye. That has multiple seasoning in it. We enjoy music that has multiple instruments. So when I talk, it's not a rant. It's a symphony yes. of ideas. Yes. And when you collect them, you say, oh, these are all these things that connect. Yeah, you know, I I, I just tell the truth. And telling the truth yes. is crazy in a world full of lies. Yes. That's simply it. But none of the yeah. things you're saying are crazy. None of the things you said are crazy. It's yeah. fascinating the way you think. Because I can see that you're thinking in all these different layers and you're looking at things from all these different perspectives and they all come together out of your mouth in like a tornado of ideas. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone wants to just have a conversation with you back and forth, I could see where they would go, this guy's crazy, he just doesn't stop, he's just ranting. But what I'm seeing is just you're a very thorough thinker. You're thinking at things independently, but you're thinking at things in a, a, a massive perspective. Now, who convinced you that that's bad? Is it have, have you always been this way, or were you less? Is it was it less manageable before? Did you have issues with it before? Less manageable. Yeah, I believe before yes. I found Christ and gave my life to God, I would try to lean on my own understanding, and that's the the universe is like a, a black hole of information. What do you like, mean by your own understanding? Meaning, when people ask Einstein, said, you're the smartest person, what would you like to know? He, his, it, Einstein's response was, I'd like to understand the mind of God. Meaning, meaning God is all-knowing, and we can only know or see. And for me, as a visionary, we can only know or see what God allows us to see and what he feels we're ready to see and understand to, to maximize what our Maslow's hierarchy of need chart is, you know, what sets our dopamines, what sets our serotonins off, what makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, you know, we, we did a good deed and it's like it was somehow, we're, you know, you know, just doing a beat for a famous person or just doing a beat for um, a local dope rapper really meant a lot to me when I was 14 years old. Doing a beat for 
just anyone famous that had a major record deal was a lot to me at age 19. Me being able to, you know, put out my own music and put my own, I was a lot to me at age 24. Meaning, as I grow, God sets new stages in the game of life for me that you get your satisfaction. Like, Maslow's hierarchy of need is like our satisfaction chart. What makes... And, and, and not to cut off my brother Kanye, but... What he's basically trying to say is that as we grow, the same things that satisfied us back in our younger days or our younger days or the things that we were interested should no longer be a part of our growth. As you grow, you, you should become more wiser. Your experience should mature you um, if you have learned from any of your life lessons. Um, no one is perfect, but um, if you live, you should want to become and be a better person. And 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 the only way that you can become a better person, or the only way that you you can become more of a wiser individual, is if you fall flat on your ass, or if you've experienced some of those things that Kanye West. Um, is speaking about. So uh, in my eyes, uh, growth, your level of maturity has nothing to do with your age. Your level of maturity has to do with your your experiences and have you and how you handle them and your level of faith. Makes us feel whole and uh, accomplished as a as a as a human being. So as I go through these different levels, there's times where I would use confidence when I knew what I was doing, and I would use arrogance when I didn't know what I was doing. But I'd rather use arrogance than to let someone uh, diminish my idea of myself because right. that is what keeps us going. Hope actually keeps us alive. Anybody, you ask most people, it's like, do you want tomorrow to come? And they say, yes, they, they, have, they have hope for it. But I went from having confidence and arrogance to having faith. faith, and faith is the opposite of fear, and that created this fearless approach that I have, and that's what made now has made me the fearless leader that I am, that I've like crystallized into the leader that my mom always knew I would be when kids followed me in preschool, the leader that people saw when we changed the sound of music, the leader when we changed uh, the, the, the sneaker industry, the leader and what we're doing with, uh, with farming and with, with shelters. When I was building, you know, the homeless shelters, uh, uh, a couple years ago and visiting parks and, and then going to skip row and understanding the, uh, uh, the di di dynamics and empathizing with what actual mental health issues are. Not someone, you know, telling their truth, or being exhausted and then being labeled as mm -hmm. such. Like, I am... So that's yeah. what you felt happened to you. Like, you were telling absolutely. the truth and you were exhausted yes. and they labeled you as mentally unhealthy. Yes, absolutely. Am I saying this right? That yeah. what happened with you is you feel like maybe, or you probably feel like, that having this higher calling and recognizing this higher power was... The, the glue that kept your thoughts together, that kept your mind straight, and it kept you on a righteous path. So yeah. instead of being 
scattered with all these crazy thoughts and being exhausted and being labeled manic, mm -hmm. right? Like we talked before, and you were saying that they had you on medication, but the medication fucked with your creativity. It fucked with all kinds of things. Or it blocked my ability to channel what God wanted me to do. But we're all we're all on medication right now. Did you use toothpaste with fluoride today? It blocks your breathing plan. And they put children on it, and we put we put our kids on it. You know, we it's inside the the, the deodorants that we use. It's, it's all inside the water. Create like a disconnect to God to serve that. It's like, are you serving man? Or are you serving the, the one and only master? When they decided to remove God out of these schools, I believe that's when our children lost faith. You understand? Now, we're not speaking about religion. We're speaking about a higher being, the man, the woman above God, whatever your personal feelings are, whether you think it's a he, whether you think it's a she. And by the way, we are going to have that discussion with, with the brothers coming up soon. Um, so look out for that. But once they decided to take God out of schools, that became a huge issue. Just like with the pandemic, have you ever said to yourself, wow, like they literally closed the churches, right? But they left the liquor stores open. They left all of these fast food restaurants opened, maybe limited to as, as in regard to the capacity that's allowed inside of these places, but they were open. So you knew with this pandemic, that a lot of people would be looking for some type of faith outlet. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about trying to have hope, holding on to something. Who shall someone reach out to? People are dying left to right. People are separated from their loved ones. Families aren't families anymore. Um, things that people enjoyed have been taken away from them. People have lost a livelihood. So you knew personally that people would be seeking a higher being, which is faith. As to why so many people have separated the religion and seeked out to spirituality. Because you don't need to understand or be a part of a religion in order to have a, a relationship with God. You can simply relate to the things that are put on earth in the universe and seek deeper within to have a better relationship with God. Just wanted to share that with you. They sedated you. Yes. Yeah. And they, what was the, the thought process behind it? When you, when you talk to a doctor about this, what did they tell you was wrong with you? Uh, they, they told me I was bipolar. And I remember going on TMZ and saying, you know, slavery is a choice. And they medicated me for saying that, for having mm. that opinion and saying it out loud. But as I put those contracts up, I'm saying, this is a choice. As I, you know, uh, you didn't mean people being abducted and brought into slavery and put into chains was a choice. What you were talking about is 
people making decisions that would enslave them financially and enslave their life. Yeah. But it was taken out of context, and it was taken in the least charitable way, and they decided to try to say, look at crazy Kanye, look at this shit he's saying. Yeah. And then they medicate you. Yes. And by the way, this is exactly what I'm what I'm expressing to our people about how quickly we are to cancel one another out. We didn't take the time to truly look up the the true uncut edit, unedited clip interview per se of that interview or try to understand further what what he's saying. Listen, slavery was technically technically was signed off in what year? Yeah, you know the year, but after it was a bill was written to stop slavery, uh, I believe what it is 1865, and please excuse me, Juneteenth, which is the original day of freedom for our people. They, the masses, got together and 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 put a plan forward to further enslave us mentally. Uh, to this very day, we you know we have mass incarceration, which is a, a form of of enslavement. Uh, we have the media, we have programming television, which is programmed, televised programming to control our minds. And we all know, brothers and sisters, once you have somebody's mind, you you can control them. It doesn't matter what you do to them, how you hurt them, how you make them feel, whatever the case may be. Once you have somebody's mind, you got them. Um, and then you can manipulate them in any type of of shape, way, or form, or whatever, what, how you do it. That's exactly what, what he means by enslaving. These contracts that our brothers and sisters sign. This is a way of keeping us in a box. These movements that me and my brothers have talked about, the Black Lives Matter movements and the people who operate them behind the scenes, the people who who run them, these are ways to further keep us in the box, to further keep us misguided, to keep us misinformed. These are ways that they have kept us enslaved to our leaders that look like us. And, I, and I've said it multiple times before, just because they look like us don't mean they're for us. We had... We have so many brothers and our sisters that put out the big front, but they don't they're really truly not us. They're not a representation of of us per se. So we have to be mindful of these things. Um, these are people that erased over five hundred years, four hundred to five hundred years off of our history. You truly believe they still don't have a plan? to further divide us. Look at reality TV show. Re reality TV now will will have you thinking that you have to disrespect one another. You have to fight each other in order to become a person of success. That you have to sell out your people and sell out your soul. And that's exactly what he's referring to when he's talking about the industry. The industry, period. The industry is just not rap music. It's our culture. Gotta get in tune, people. Gotta get in tune. And the media is always taking anything out of context that isn't a part of the overall narrative. Yeah. That because there's, you know, like Hollywood and media has controlled so much of the narrative. And then you had Silicon Valley. And that's what's so beautiful about one of my heroes, Steve Jobs, because there wouldn't be 
a Silicon Valley or Silicon Valley wouldn't be what it is today if Steve Jobs didn't make information accessible like this, which is still a bit control, but it feels like Twitter is the the safest, freest uh, mass platform to communicate on. And, you know, it's like they mess with Jack because of that, you know, you know. Well, it's it's still censored. There's there are a lot of issues now, but I think that's internal. I think that's people that are working there that are woke that want to stop people from saying certain things. And there, there's a lot of struggles with that today. And I, I it's unfortunate because I, I do agree that it's an, an unbelievable way to get ideas out there. Right. So, but it's also, it's a new thing, and it's mismanaged by the people that use it often. They don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. Every version of anything that man has made will be flawed. Sure, and it has right. to go through a bunch yeah. of different steps of evolution. It has to it has to evolve and change. So, why did you agree to let them do this to you? Why why did you agree to let them medicate you? For sure. But if someone came to me and go, hey, we're going to put you on some medication, that medication is going to calm you down, I'd be like, everything I do is because I'm not calm. Everything that I've ever done that's made me successful is because I have more energy. It's because I I have a a wildness. Like, I'm not calming that down. Like, I know how to calm myself down. I can self-medicate with exercise and meditation and marijuana and a bunch of different things. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to take some medication that removes anything that's unique. With you and all these wild ideas that come to your head, like very few people could string together these thoughts the way you're describing them today. If somebody asked me if there's anything wrong with him, I'm just fucking he's filled with awesome. Like what's, what's wrong with that? If you can keep that together, what you just did, the way you just described reimagining civilization, reimagining church, reimagining the food supplies, there's nothing bad about that. This is all very interesting and very good. Like, I would never say that's bad. It's not bad. It's the truth. And it's the things that we need in order to get our, it's, it's the things that the human race needs in order to get us, get us together, get back to basics. These are the things that they don't want us to discuss. These are the things that they don't want portrayed out in the mainstream media. Again, the mainstream media is not for us, for the betterment of people. You can watch CNN and you see all the bullshit that they put out there um, in, in your TMZ. And, and again, going back to, to your BET and your VH1 and things of this nature, we literally went from from shows and, and television period that programmed us to be a better people for our, the, the positive part of the culture from your shows like Your Different World, uh, who was all about black melanated colleges um, to the to the Cosby's, you know, Bill Cosby is his own separate conversation because we all know the ones that are woke on another level. We all know what that was about uh, per se. But um, you see, any anyone that look like us that is is about the betterment of us again. Uh, will be put on a platform in the mainstream media uh, to look to be looked upon as if they're bad. We we and and we have the power to control the masses. We have the power to shut down media, 
but we don't. Unfortunately, we are are more divided as a people. And I want to I don't want to say more than ever, but uh we still have a lot of work to do. You know, I, I I still see a lot of negativity with our brother LeBron James with all the positive things that he does for my people. And like I said, like I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, we seen it with Ice Cube. You know, Ice Cube presented the contract. He put it out there and he didn't personally take the contract and present it to the Republicans. He said to, he gave it, he presented it to all the parties. You understand? And the Republicans happened to be the the party that actually acknowledged him, where you have the Democratic Party, party per se, who said to him, yo, you know, we can, we can talk about that later after after the elections. So that just further proves to you how interested they are in regards to the betterment of our our people and the betterment of our community. They're not. Um, and then the media took it and ran with it uh, that he he he's endorsing Trump when the brother has said several times that he's not endorsing anyone. Whoever can put out a plan and make it happen is, is the person that I'm voting for. It's no, it's no longer about whether you're Democrat. It's no longer about if you're a Republican. Because let's be true, people. Both of the parties have fucked up. You understand? So now, if we truly want true change, we have to separate politics. We have to sep- We have to look at the person as an individual and what this person is going to do for the betterment of our people, period. But are you this way all the time? Or is there good versions of Kanye and versions of Kanye where you don't feel like you have a grip on these, these thoughts? You know, what I love is there was uh, some perspectives that people showed about what a true manic episode really looks like after I was in South Carolina. And this one guy was talking about his mom being in an episode and kidnapping his brother and, you know, like proper extreme cases. You know, I cried and was gut-wrenched like at the I don't even like to say out loud what I what I said on South Carolina but the idea of you know hmm I'm just trying to word it in a way that's really safe and covers my family um uh, well, people saw this clip of me crying some people didn't know what I was crying about but I was crying about that there was a a possible chance. I'm just. I'm looking at a way to say this. I know, what you're, I know what you're going to say that there was a chance that you know that we didn't make that Kim and I didn't make the family we have today. I will. That's my. Yep. That's my most like uh, family 13. friendly. Right. You know, way to word that, and just the idea of it just tears me up inside that I was a part of a culture that promotes this kind of thing. Like one of the uh, major statistics on the subject of life is um, that the greatest advocates for um, the A A word is are men from ages 31 to 37. 
And that's how old I was. And I felt like I was too busy. My dad felt like he was too busy for me. And we have a culture of that. And they have uh, child rebel soldiers uh, uh, that were in Africa that would be doped up and psyched out and made to kill their parents. Well, in our culture, we're doped up and psyched out and made to kill our children. Mm. You know, we have to decouple the conversation of uh, Planned Parenthood and woman's choice. Now, so of course, I'm Christian, so I'm pro-life. Um, and when I go into office, I'm not changing laws because I realize we live in an imperfect world and an imperfect society. What I will be presenting is a plan A. And we're, we've already started to work on plan A to change the connotation of orphanages, to change the connotation of foster care. And not just change the connotation, you know, verbally, but to create places that are to the level of like the Amman, Giri, and Dizzy world had a, had a kid. You know, what is this like? And we have so much land that this can be created and then spread across the world to orphanages in Africa and in China and just... Um, uh, across the globe to, to create these environments that when there's expecting families, moms and fathers, that they feel like there's a place, even if they don't feel well off enough to bring another life into this world, that there's a place to go. There's a plan A uh, because uh, plan B and Planned Parenthood were planned by a eugenics that set out and said out loud, I'm doing this to kill the black race and to create population control. You know, if we- Wait a minute, what, what are you saying? Plan B, meaning the, the pill, meaning the, uh, the the morning after pill. You know what, let and me- Planned Parenthood. Let me, let me, let me decouple those things. Let, okay. me, let me talk about Planned Parenthood. Okay. Let me talk about Planned Parenthood. So the, the founder of Planned Parenthood was Margaret Sagner, if I'm pronouncing her name, but you can definitely Google it. Um, and the point of Planned Parenthood was not for the betterment of our our women. Um, it was a, a plan put in place to uh, promote abortion and to exterminate the melanated fetus, per se. Um, the world society will, will tell you that we are the minority, but in fact, we're actually the majority. And for since the beginning of time, we have been studied, we, we've, we've been dissected, our culture has been taken, and, and, and they have ran off of it. And, and when I say they have ran off of it, they have profited off of our true gifts, our true talent, our, off of our DNA, and they have erased as much history as possible so we can think that our history started with slavery. So when you see things like mass incarceration and, and then you see the, the welfare system and, and the system in this entirely has been designed to further not only <laughs> die divide us, but it's, it's been put in place to exterminate us on a whole different level. Um, they don't want to, they don't want us to create 
more of us per se. And this is not a secret. Um, I do advise all of you, uh, all of my listeners out there to continue watching the Joe Rogan experience is episode 1554 with Kanye West. Um, my time is limited tonight. Um, I would love to get more into this with you all, but it's, it's definitely up already on YouTube. Um, you can actually reach out to my other outlets like on Shopify uh, Apple podcasts and things of that nature to listen more into the conversation. I don't want to go over my time here tonight, but the point of the story is, is that we have to be more supportive of our brothers and sisters. We have to get our eyes off of mainstream media. We have to learn to do our own research and look through these things uh, we have to collectively see that all of this is a part of the propaganda, that all of this is a part of the plan and start supporting one another like no other. Uh, again, we, we can't be a people where we immediately cancel each other out because of what we see TMZ posts. When does TMZ or even Google become one of the, one of our main sources to get our knowledge from? We have to do better, brothers and sisters. So I hope that you truly enjoyed this interview with Kanye West. I've already spoken into existence that one day I will be interviewing Kanye West myself or working with him on many other projects that I am doing and that I will be working on in the future. I do appreciate you all tuning in tonight. And this has been a presentation, another presentation from Bring Back Our Kings. You all be blessed.